my understanding of cuffing season is when the winter when the winter chill blows in from comes the, in from the east comes in from the east <laughs> the West, and you turn, to your, you turn to <laughs> your you turn to your north the north grace I guess yes. sure. <laughs> come when the winter chill comes down from the north and you feel the chill upon your hands you would like to hold a warm hand in yours and you turn to your summer fling and you say perhaps we could weather this together and now you're in a permanent relationship over the Until winter. Until the spring when you break up. Yes. <laughs> and then like Groundhog's Day, you emerge from your cocoon, your um, your hole in the ground. And if you see your shadow and you see your bedmate and you go, ha, you break up. <laughs> and then there are six. <laughs> and if not, if you get up and you're like, actually, not so bad. Six more weeks of coupling. <laughs> so, and then you break up. And then you break up in the summertime when you realize uh, that's not for me, fam. Yeah. So. That's my understanding of cupping scenes. So have fun with that. So. Anyway, welcome to Fine Fairies. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And also, Josie. Josie's here. Hi. Happy Christmas, everybody. Have a good Christmas happy tomorrow. Happy if you don't celebrate well, Christmas. It I is, thought it, it was is, happy crisis. It is happy crisis, Mary Chrysler. Happy winter times. Happy winter. Happy yes. cold and sad. Happy, happy celebrations. Happy snow. <laughs> if, if there's snow. Happy sad. Somewhere there is here. Probably. Happy feelings. <laughs> I hope not. Don't have any feelings. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Claire, we got all we got all together for Christmas, and Claire has prompted me with a uh, Christmas uh, AU with RuPaul's Drag Race, which I love and know quite a few things about. Uh, what do you guys know about RuPaul's Drag Race? I know Claire. I fall asleep through about half of the episodes <laughs> um, because I uh, historic Rude, first of all um, <laughs> I'm offended. Yes, uh, for context, historically I've watched them at my friend's house, and I like to lay on the floor at her house because I'm a floor person. Same. And the problem is that when she turns off the lights and I'm horizontal, then that is Ooh, that I'm, sounds uh, like <laughs> it sounds Which sexual. Is horizontal, not yes. other people. Um, it sounds sexual, but I fall asleep horizontal and alone. Yeah. <laughs> alone on the floor. That should be the name of your memoir. Horizontal alone. alone. A memoir. <laughs> a memoir. Me but on Claire. the floor. Just me. Just me. Okay, and so I fall asleep. Yeah, so it's that I... Very I've, precursory knowledge. It's that I've seen a bunch of episodes, but not in a connected way, because I fall mm. asleep for three episodes and then wake up in a different season. Okay, well that's not useful. Josie, no. what is your knowledge of drag and or RuPaul's Drag Race? So I know a fair amount about drag because okay. one of my best friends... Uh, is a drag artist. Mm -hmm. Though they are a very particular brand of drag artist, not in the mainstream. Yes, but I know enough about that to know that. Fair, yes, okay, that's true, that's true. Uh, so, so yeah, I feel like I know a fair amount about drag as, like, a cultural phenomena. Um, I don't really watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but Mm -hmm. I've, I'm assuming it's kind of like America's Next Top Model, but... It actually was, uh, so drag. RuPaul is a really interesting study into reality TV because RuPaul, uh, is also a very interesting and confusing, somewhat problematic person at this point in the universe. Yes. Uh, so, I didn't know that. What? Did you not know this? No. Yeah. Well, one, RuPaul is now, uh, an old person. So oh. being old just comes with being problematic most of the time. Right. Uh, but no, the, uh, he is like yeah. heavily invested in like fracking, um, oh. which is kind of a problem. <laughs> Didn't he have a thing with like drag kings? And he has a he's he been very like, transphobic women. in the past. Yes, which obviously attitudes were different, so it was kind of like fun, and then it became less fun. And there have been very few other uh, been no drag kings on RuPaul, right. famously. Right, and there have only been uh, transgender women drag queens in post of already knowing them. So like they were a personality on RuPaul, then they were they 
transitioned, and then they were allowed back. But Which like, is stupid, strange, yes. confusing. Mm. So a lot of, you know, RuPaul's not an ideal person. Originally, the very first season, especially of RuPaul, was supposed to be kind of like this uh, spoofy America's Next Top Model because RuPaul kind of has like Tyra Banks vibes in like yeah. a weird way. Dumb, and, like, I mean, a, like big personality, big personality, like you know, tall, strong black woman, kind of great uh, cheekbones, <laughs> great, great cheekbones. cheekbones, host of a reality TV show. Anyway, yes. So I love RuPaul, the show. Not the man. <laughs> I was like, wait, I just thought we just talked fair. about fracking. No, I really like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I think I've seen every episode at least once, multi- many of them at least twice to three times. So RuPaul as a as a show has gone through different iterations, sort of. It's gone from different networks and things, so that's kind of changed the vibe. But for the most part, it's stayed the same as either semi-popular or like rather famous in their city, maybe state, drag queens that have not made like a national platform for themselves apply rupaul either does or does not let them on and from being on rupaul they earn like national reclaim all of them but especially the winner um and so the fanfic rupaul is interesting to me so was there a lot yes there was a lot and so i have very conflicting feelings about real person fan fiction with rpf which we'll probably say that acronym a lot so real person fan fiction do you, either of you have strong feelings about it? As a person who wrote RPF? Yeah. You did write RPF. Um, my opinion about RPF is that it is, uh, you're not writing about, you're not really writing about actual RPF. You weren't. Me. I feel like that's not a okay, so my li- Okay, then my line in the sand is you should feel like you're, uh, you're casting a real person in a movie. Mm. So there's an actor within the story you're telling. You're not making up okay. what actually is happening in their life. So okay. my thing is you're doing the caricature of the real person. I think most RPF, if the person who is starring in it read it, I don't think they would be like, oh my God, you have seen into my soul. How about, Josie, as someone who made me read Jeff Bezos fan fiction, what is your take on this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting because without getting like super weird and arty about it, which is a thousand percent a thing I could do. Mm-hmm. I think if it's someone you don't intimately know, mm-hmm. so like, for example, me writing fiction about you, fan Funny. fiction, about <laughs> You know who I have an established relationship with is very different from me writing fan fiction about Jeff Bezos. Fair. Who Mm -hmm. I do not know and who is someone who is in the public sphere and who has like probably someone who manages their public image. And so Mm -hmm. I'm probably a free baller. This is all free game Mm -hmm. because the reality is it's mostly about who's writing it and their idea of that person yeah. versus who yeah. they actually are. That's what, it, yeah, that's what I mean. Which, and, yes, Jeff Bezos specifically is kind of the supervillain of the real world. Right. In many people's minds. Yeah, and I, I think that, like, honestly, there's definitely an argument to be made about why you shouldn't do that and mm. why it's harmful. Yes. But I also think that, like, the harm is probably directly related to, like, what exactly you're writing. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's interesting because we have read um, reality television show-based fanfiction a couple times on this podcast, and we... So we've done Great British Bake Off and uh, Love is Blind specifically. Right. But we were not able to find... Or maybe... I mean, I guess Claire doesn't know this for sure, but we weren't... We didn't end up being successful in finding fanfiction about the people on those... About the care... Like, the... Things. Tr- it the was humans. more like... Yeah, it was more the... Um, the format structure. of the television show and the structure yep. in that AU. Yeah. Whereas... Okay, so RuPaul, diving into to that tag was really interesting because drag queens are both real people but they are also they have also created a character of themselves yes which is 
this weird gray area of real person fan fiction. But is that how they're, as someone who doesn't watch mm-hmm. Drag Race, yeah. do they pose as their drag persona the entire time? It really depends. So it, the the format of the show is that they will, they do these challenges. Um, so it's like a, sometimes they'll do a mini challenge and usually it's like a bigger challenge that they're then judged on. Okay. Um, and there's also talking heads. Right. So, oh, and so you know what they look like not you know in drag. What, and they do all the prep for the challenges not in drag. So, the talking heads are really interesting in RuPaul because sometimes they will refer to the drag person as I, and sometimes it will be like, well, Trixie wouldn't do this, so um. I'm not going to put Trixie in a different outfit because that's not who Trixie is. Like, it'll be that kind of a game. Mm-hmm. Or, um, especially when they're introducing their characters. So, like, uh, like, oh, like, Pearl's a fashion girl. Pearl is real slutty or whatever. And so they'll kind of talk about their character in this third-person way. Right. And they're also not dressed as the character. Which is very actory, though. It is very actory. Yeah. So that ends up in this strange place. And I kind of found three different categories of RuPaul fanfiction. So number one was legitimate, like, 100% RPF. So, like, uh, do you know Katya and Trixie uh, Mattel? Yeah. So they, yeah, oh, so they're, they are a, like a pretty famous duo. They're pretty popular on YouTube um, and like outside of the RuPaul sphere. They're kind of big characters and they're, they're very established characters. There were some people who wrote this like very RPF specific based on uh, Katya and Trixie's real names are both Brian. So it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, Brian. Brian walked into the studio and Brian was there waiting and said hello. So it would be like them as their non-drag personas that's the, who the fanfiction about. The fanfiction uh, was about Brian. They're not okay. in drag. They're men. They're both okay. men, etc. There was a, a, a smaller th- second category where they would use the names of the real men, but she pronouns, which was... Okay. Uh, yes, used in RuPaul sometimes to be like, oh, like, you know, girl, like, what are you doing? She's over there doing this. And obviously they're not in drag, but they just, that's, they... Just the pronouns are really right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was confusing for me to read. Yeah. It was not my favorite thing. Okay. This is weird. And then there's a third category where the drag personas just are women. Okay. So it would be like, um, I'm trying to think of oh, two so other Oh, so it like negates the fact that they're drag? It, it, the, it's a, it's an AU where they are the characters as cis women. Interesting. Yes. And so that is the category in which the the fic I brought you today fits into. And also the one I'm most comfortable with, because I'm like, one, this is not a real person in any way. Okay. But it is based on the real characteristic characteristics that you've seen and the put-upon persona that uh, was, like, consensually brought to us through our television screens. Right. <laughs> Which right. I'm like, okay, this feels a little better. So, hey. the pairing I have brought to you today is a simple cranberry mimosa, cranberry juice mimosa, because, one, there is a pair in the writing of this fic, so I was like, oh, pairing cranberry juice with Prosecco. Obviously also very Christmassy. I've sugared the rim so it looks like a cute little, like, muff. It is very beautiful. Um, it's very a cute beautiful. little dress. And... A muff. <laughs> Am I wrong? Or a cup? Like a, like no, it does, it does, it does. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I love, I never thought about it like that, and I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the muff of a cocktail. I love that The for sugar us. rim. Anyway, and uh, if there was going to be, like, a drag brunch around Christmas time, mm. obviously they're going to serve... Mm. Something red, cranberry mimosa, bottomless cran- cranberry ma- mimosas. A cranberry mimosa. A merry mimosa. Cranberry mimosa. Cranberry. Cranberry mimosa. Well, that's what we're calling it. All right. Well, we got that. Yes. Internal. So, <laughs> internal canon. Internal canon. <laughs> so, yes, that is what we brought today 
It's very uh, easy to drink. We've been drinking it already. Spoilers. Plank. Don't get the rooms. <laughs> Explodes glass everywhere. Shut up. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, okay. Note, now that I've said it, it would be too big of a coincidence if it did happen. Just say no. break. So just that's why. Just your beautiful... Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, this cheap carpet. The, the thick that I've brought you, the pairing is uh, a pretty recent pairing and kind of an interesting one. Um, do you know Miss Vanjie? No. You guys. I'm so Kay. sorry. I know Miss Vanjie. Claire does because I showed her a clip. Um, Miss Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. No, no bells. Damn it. Okay, well, she was a very big personality on, um, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, I think season 10, but then she got eliminated first week. Oh, and, shit. and she on the on, so you, on the way out um sometimes they'll have a snappy like thing that they say at the end sometimes it's very sweet like i love you all blah blah, blah. or sometimes it's like bitch i tried and then they leave like 10th <laughs> okay. uh, was the correct season so yes. i just I and uh so she in this like crazy outfit that she made that she got eliminated in because it was very uh amorphous um, she like walked backwards. <laughs> it was a blob of flowers and Barbies. She walked backwards down the runway, saying her own name. She went Miss <laughs> Vanjie and like played with her Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, and then she left. And so the rest of the season, people would just say Miss Vanjie as like a joke, and so it became so popular that they brought her back for season eleven. Yep. And then she got really far. I think she got like. We're fifth, fifth runner up. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. yeah. So the season where she came back, have you found the amorphous blob? I haven't, but I've, I know what she looks like. Yes. Um. And so on the season where she came back, there was another drag queen named Brooklyn Heights. During the course of filming, they started a relationship, <gasps> and everyone kind of knew about. It. Like they would kind of like kiss on camera and call each other boo. Like everyone was aware. And this was the first um relationship in which the contestants were on the same season on camera, and the and relationship it was happening? and it was happening like. In real time. There have been other drag queens who have dated. Uh, they usually weren't on the same season, like uh, Sharon Needles, Alaska Thunderfuck. But this is the only one that's been like, they have decided they're dating now yes. while the show is filming. So this is a fanfic in which they're both real people. And I found this originally, it said orphan account. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, yes, I can read it without having to find um, permission. But I do want to know who wrote this. And so it was also, along with being orphan accounted, a Christmas fic exchange. And the person who it was gifted to is still tagged. Oh. So I reached out to that person. <laughs> and then I found the original author anyway. <laughs> okay. So did you, did you contact Because I'm a sleuth. And they both emailed me back. <laughs> so here's the story behind. Uh, it's called Your Eyes Look Like Coming Home. And it's uh, now by Orphan Account. Uh, it was originally gifted to Vanjie Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was another author so I reached out to Vanjie Bitch her name is Andrea I think I'm getting these two correct um, and I was like hey I want to read this do you want to like talk about it since it was for you she's like oh I'll just give you the email of my friend who's the author and I was like hell yeah thank you <laughs> and so they both emailed me back when your me. friend just outs you yeah and I was like you don't have to tell me who the author is and she's just, she just sent me straight up her email the person who asked for it and received it his name is Andrea um, she fell in love with drag pretty recently about three years ago um and just really loved the the world of it. She started reading fix about it. And then she was interested in starting to write fix. And so she reached out to an author that she really liked. And the author got back to her and like gave her advice and was super nice to her and ended up, they ended up exchanging fix. And that author's name is Haley. And she also got into drag 
like fandom pretty recently and started writing about Brooke and Bandy. So these two met on Tumblr, which I thought was very cute. And they're friends now because of this fandom. And I just Aww. thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, uh, Haley, for writing this fic for Andrea. Thank you both for listening. So this is uh, Your Eyes Look Like Coming Home. For Vanjie Bitch, I do not know what the original author's name. It is now Orphan Accounted on AO3 if you would like to find it. Are you sure you can't come home? I haven't seen you in so long and you can't make it home for Christmas? I know, baby, Brooke sighs from the other line. I'll be home for New Year's, though. Being a principal dancer was one of Brooke's lifelong dreams, and she's achieved it so young. But here, ten years later, it's starting to wear on her. So, canonically, uh, Brooke is a professional ballerina. Hot. In the show, as a drag queen, has danced on point, even danced on point in the finale. It was very fun. <laughs> oh my god. She's very tall. She loves her job, but she's leaving behind the most important person in her life for more than half of the year just to dance. Her longing for Vanessa and the constant aching of her joints make it seem like it's not worth it anymore. How long will you be home for then, huh? You've, you're never here. Vanessa hadn't meant to sound so snippy, but it hurt every time Brooke had to leave again. She knew she was selfish for wanting it so bad, but she wished that Brooke could retire the company and come home for good. I'm sorry, Nessa. I wish I could be there so badly. Vanessa sniffs, holding back tears, feeling selfish and ridiculous for snapping. I know. <laughs> drama. The drama's happening, Josie. We're in a Hallmark movie. I know, I know. They're separated for Christmas, and we're sad about it. It's so intense. So Only emotions. the Christmas spirit can bring yeah, them together now. Obviously, like, everyone goes to the ballet on Christmas Day. I don't the know. Ballet? This is New York. Listen, baby, I gotta go before rehearsal call time. I'll call you tomorrow, okay? I love you. I love you, too. Have a good rehearsal. With that, the line goes silent, and Vanessa tosses her cell onto the couch. She leans her head back on the cushions, trying to keep the tears at bay. This, <laughs> the drama is... Josie! Tears stream I'm sorry, down we're, we're understanding how much Are they you? miss each other. You just mixed Coldplay and... Wait, was that Silent Night? No, that was just that was just, that was just I said tears stream down her face. I That's heard not. Silent Night in yeah. your tears version. Tears stream down her face. It's a very different Natalie. Silent night. Forget, no, never mind. I never said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, holy night. This it was is. the first time in over three years she'd been without Brooke on Christmas. Usually the blonde would take the holidays off, but this year she landed the lead in the Nutcracker. And of course she couldn't pass that up, especially since she knew it'd be time for her to switch out her fancy point shoes and performing days for soft ballet slippers and teaching bright-eyed kids how to pirouette. She had to take all the leads she could before she was done, and Vanessa understood that. Really. It still didn't make it any easier that she'd be alone during her favorite time of year. The next few weeks go by in a whirlwind. Brooke calls every night as she promises, and yet, despite Vanessa's life going 100 miles per hour, she still has all the time in the world to miss Brooke. It's on her mind when she goes shopping for gifts, when she decorates the tree with one less pair of hands to help, when she wraps gifts, when she goes to bed, and even on Christmas Eve as she dresses nicely for Silky's annual holiday party. Silky is the personality of season 11. <laughs> okay. Her full name is Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Silky's tradition of holding a gathering at her house on Christmas Eve was always Vanessa's favorite part of the holidays. There were fancy cocktail dresses and cocktails to go with it. Pretty lights, dancing, good food, and everything that makes the holiday season worth waiting for. Except this year she was missing her favorite person to share it with. She couldn't help but feel a pang of emptiness as she rings Silky's doorbell. 
Mere seconds after she rings the bell, Silky bursts through the door, pulling her in for a tight hug. Merry Christmas, bitch! <laughs> she bellows. The, cheer, the cherry red cocktail in her hand, already making her louder than usual. That's our cocktail. That's our cocktail! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose? Kind of. I mean, not really. Every holiday drink is red. You know it, bitch. It's what the holidays are for, getting drunk and spending time with family and friends. Which, speaking of, where's your ballerina? Vanessa shuffles her feet. Oh, you know, she's out ballerinaing all over the world. Silky <laughs> ballerina I love making nouns into verbs. I think it's fun. I do it in my real life. Silky pulls her in for a hug once more. Yes. Yes. And seeing the sadness radiating from Vanessa. I'm sorry, Vange. Now you'll be like a single hose. No kissing under the mistletoe for us. Welcome to that group. Welcome it's to super the fun. Club. Vanessa cracks a smile. Thanks, Silk. <laughs> With that, Silky leads her into the house and disappears to go welcome the rest of her guests, leaving her alone. It's not that Vanessa didn't have more friends at the party. She definitely did. She just didn't feel like mingling. Instead, she stays perched at the island counter, drinking whatever Silky puts in front of her throughout the night. By midnight, she's tipsy and one of the last few at the party. I mean, don't be lame. Also, like, if someone was just putting drinks in front of me, I would not be tipsy. I would be blackout. Like, people just put... No. I... I, I'm thirsty. (laughs) Unless you're, like, one of... Don't sip things when I'm sad. One of our friends, though, uh, is a sipper, and it bugs me because, (laughs) like... I am, like, a, a drinker. I drink and, this whole thing. Yeah, and so I'll drink, like, two or three... I'll, like, drink, like, two glasses of whatever we're drinking mm-hmm. in the time it takes her to drink maybe one. And then I'm always, like, you need to pace yourself better. And I'm, like, no, you need to drink faster. You need to, like, drink like a normal person. Mm-hmm. You should always be drinking like it's water. <laughs> like, that's that should be the, the case. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't, don't you dare. No, don't you dare. Me water. Don't you dare alcohol shame me. <laughs> It's a good adult advice. I can't drink a martini like it's water. That's because you're a child baby. Yes. That brings me shit like this, which is lovely. It's just delicious. delicious. Don't <laughs> but it is also like sweet candy cocktail. Yeah, and it's Christmas. You know, muff. Which I can't <laughs> say because I'm a goddamn adult. nasty human. <laughs> With a sugar muff. Watermelon uh, sugar <laughs> muff. By midnight, she was tipsy and one of the last few at the party. Fan, why have you been sulking all night, Akiria, another drag queen? Asks out of nowhere, wrapping an arm around her shoulders, leaning drunkenly into her. Ah, just tired, Kiki. Work's been a bitch lately. Uh Uh-huh, she upset her woman ain't here, sulky pipes up, earning a sharp glance from Vanessa. Really, Vanjie, that's what you're so upset about? Akiria scoffs. It's all lighthearted and Vanessa knows it, but it still makes tears prick at the corners of her eyes. It's just not the same without her, she says softly, her voice breaking in the end. Before Akiria or Silky can say anything more, she slides off the bar stool and scampers off to the bathroom with more before more tears fall. Ever just been like midnight so at a party sad. and been like, I don't wanna cry in front of people. You know, when I've had that many drinks, I just openly weep. No, she's only had Are you a crier. Con- yeah. A confusing amount. Yeah. Are you a crier? Mm, when I'm drunk at parties. She grips the edge of the porcelain sink tightly. Why was she being so dramatic? Brooke's been gone before for long periods of time. This wasn't anything new, despite it being their first Christmas away from one another. There was something about the way everything was soft and warm and twinkling during the holiday season that made her miss Brooke that much more. She missed sweet hot cocoa kisses and the way Brooke's cheeks and nose turn all rosy in the cold and how Brooke would lead her through a slow dance under the glistening Christmas lights that adorn the living room. She just missed Brooke, missed her so much she felt empty. Brooke repeated the counts in her head as she twirled across the hardwood floor, the ache in her feet growing from each passing second. She spins and pirouettes, her movements clean and precise. The only thing her mind focusing on is the soft flow of the familiar music that's been thrumming in her eardrums for months now. She's so focused on the precision of every movement of her lithe body, she doesn't even notice the music coming to a sudden halt. Her mind only snaps back to reality when she hears her name being called. Brooklyn! 
Have you heard? Nina, her best friend turned assistant, shouts, making Brooke freeze in place. What is it, Nina? Grace, would you become my assistant? I feel like it would be the other way around. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I think the... Best friend turned assistant is a weird I think assistant turned best friend, fine. Sure. I do think out of the two of you, you would make a better assistant. That's fair. I'm not detail-oriented enough. I'd be like, Grace, can you take my car to get the oil changed? And you'd be like... Yeah, totally. And then I would forget. And then a month later, I'd be like, why is there no oil in my car? And and you'd be like, wait, I took my car to get the oil changed. Is that not what was supposed to happen? I got my oil changed. You were like, I remembered I needed a oil changed. And so I got you new olive oil. Is that what you wanted? I changed your oil. I greased my body. You know me well enough to... (laughs) Did you not want me to oil up myself? I don't know why. I didn't ask questions. Grace, why are you covered in oil? Why are you covered in oil? Sitting naked in my office. So I changed into oil. Oh <laughs> I'm dying. My abs hurt. Okay. If that doesn't get a hundred thousand views on TikTok, I'm going to quit. I'm like spitting. Oh my god! You <laughs> stop it! I laughed and then tried to stop it. Anyway, <sighs> okay. deep breath, deep breath. We're back into the drama of this again. Hallmark, Hallmark movie. Okay, we're right, feeling, right. we're feeling the feelings. Drama. We're feeling the, like the white woman feelings of Hallmark. Okay. So, okay. What is it, Nina? Brooke says, smiling, the joy so clearly evident on the other woman's face. There's a terrible snowstorm that's going to hit the entire East Coast in less than 12 hours. This is so hard. Brooke cuts her off. And why is that so exciting to you? That doesn't seem great at all. No, you don't understand. They're canceling the next two weeks worth of shows. We can go home, Brooke. You could be with Vanessa, and I could be with Monet and the girls. Again, everyone's a lesbian. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Monet's another drag queen. <laughs> Nina's giddiness over the thought of spending the holiday with her wife and daughters makes Brooke smile. Then the realization hits her. Nina, how are we going to get all the way back to New York if there's a terrible storm coming? We might not get home for weeks, she frets. Tears already forming in her eyes. She had promised Vanessa she'd be home for New Year's. She promised. She even had plans to propose at the stroke of midnight. (gasps) Nina shakes her head. It's not supposed to start until after midnight. It's only six, and I just booked us the last two seats on a last-minute flight that leaves in two hours. The flight is only an hour. That's not enough time. You're basically all. late. We'll be home before anything even starts, but we have to go now. The company can ship ship us our luggage. You gotta go right now. Oh, just wait. (laughs) Brooke can't help the rush of pure joy that floods her chest as she pulls her assistant in for a hug. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. Thank you. Nina smiles warmly. I know how you've been missing that girl of yours. Now let's go home. Brooke quickly changes from her point shoes and pulls a coat over her leotard and tights. Damn. Fast. Can you imagine going through TSA in a leotard and tights? Being a six foot tall woman, I guess, but like man woman. Man and a woman. Man drag. Man and woman's tights and leotard. Hot. Would be. Dude, I dig a man. I dig a man. I stand a man who Entitled goes through TSA. TSA. I mean, I'm, also, also that, also that. Just also, it would probably full be... makeup ready for the show. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this probably falls in line with my whole like men in point shoes. Uh, the whole thing's erotic. Harry you can't argue dress, with me. We get it. God, <laughs> you'd probably go through quicker though because since everything's formed I once got stopped because I had beads on my shirt and so they were like there, don't know what that is you can tell there's nothing in my pocket but there's yeah a, there's a bomb what are you talking there about there was all there's... over my breasts <laughs> <laughs> the if female the female TSA beads. agent said the words I'm going to use the back of my hand and then proceeded to uh, spank you <laughs> to smack your boobs to figure it around hands. my breasts 
to it. That, like, doesn't make me, I mean, it, I guess it makes me feel better, but not really. Like, it's just As a single woman. <laughs> is there yeah. tea to say? As a, yeah. As a single woman, it was the most action that I would gotten in months, and so that's, I was like, this is upsetting. Oh, that's really Okay. Uh, what do you want us to feel you? <laughs> no, I give Claire a hug when I leave because she doesn't get enough physical contact. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You can also give Claire a hug. Okay. Uh, over her coat and leotard, the two women rush out of the cab and are on their way. Only half an hour later, they're sprinting through the crowds of all the other last-minute holiday travelers until they reach their gate. Real holiday. Real. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. It's, it's not, not a true fiction. holiday movie unless, unless you have someone's run through running an through an airport. Totally. Yep. I completely agree. Nina checks them both in with still half an hour to spare. For the first time since they left the studio, Brooke lets herself breathe, and instead of her thoughts racing about being late, her thoughts calm and shift to her girl, who's waiting for her, only a few hours away. But her, her thoughts, legs are still racing. Her thoughts are interrupted by <laughs> Nina's excited voice. Are you going to do it early now that you're going to be home before New Year's? Brooke's taken aback for a moment because she remembers the velvet box that's been in her bag for weeks now. She hadn't necessarily forgotten. She just wanted it to be perfect and planned, and she had planned for it when she'd gotten home for New Year's, and definitely not tonight. Probably not. I, I had it all perfectly planned out. I can't just do it on a whim. You should know how being spontaneous isn't my thing by now. I recognize that feeling. Brooke is a real planner. <laughs> Nina smiles. I know, but just think how excited she'll be. Brooke bites her lip. Nina does have a point. It's just not in Brooke's cards to be spontaneous. That's Vanessa's job. Between Brooke's meticulous planning and Vanessa's spontaneity, they balance each other out. But something as important as a proposal has to be perfect. It's what Vanessa deserves. She deserves nothing but perfect. Everything has to be perfect. If it wasn't perfect, Brooke would be in failure and Vanessa would hate her and Brooke's spiral comes to a halt when Nina places a kind hand on her shoulder. She'll love it no matter how you propose, Brooke. Trust me. But we've got to get going. We're boarding, Nina says, pointing to the line of people ready to get on the plane. Brooke smiles back gratefully as she picks up her one duffel bag and gets in line behind Nina. In just a few hours, her girl would be in her arms again and all would be okay. Vanessa sinks to the floor, Silky knocking gently on the other side. Banj, come out! We didn't mean to make you feel bad! Vanessa stays silent. She's not mad at her friends, more at herself for being dramatic. But it's just in her nature, she supposes. She's always been a bit on the dramatic side. Silky and Akiria try for a few more minutes until the doorbell rings through the house, and Silky mumbles something along the lines of, Who the fuck is ringing the doorbell this goddamn late? <laughs> Vanessa takes the silence and runs with it, pulling her knees close to her chest and resting her head on them, willing herself not to cry. Though, the silence only lasts a short time, as Silky has taken it upon herself to knock on the door once more. Banj, you gotta come out! I've got something for you! Silky, please leave me alone for a little while longer. I'll promise, I promise I'll leave soon. I just need a minute, Vanessa replies. I promise you, if you come out, it's going to be worth it. Vanessa sighs and stands up. She supposes she can't lock herself in there forever. She opens the door and sees Silky standing there with her hands on her hips and a knowing smile on her face. I think I've got something you might like to see. Silky Ritz crackers. Mm -mm -mm. I got another cocktail. No. Cheese board. <laughs> cheese board. Midnight cheese. As soon as she steps out, she stops dead in her tracks. There she is, at the under other end of the corridor, tall and beautiful as always, dressed in her dance clothes with her duffel bag slung over her shoulder. Brooke, Vanessa breathes out Just before like Brooke throws down her bag and they're running for each other. Before she knows it, Vanessa's in Brooke's arms and being lifted off the ground and spun in a circle. I missed you so much, Vanessa whispers into the crook of the blonde's neck. I missed you too, baby, so much. How are you here? Don't you have a show today? Vanessa ponders, still uh, being held safely in Brooke's arms. There's a huge snowstorm coming, so they canceled the next few weeks of shows. I made it home just in time before everything shut down. So, you'll be home for a little while then? Brooke smiles and caresses Vanessa's cheek. Yes, baby, I'll be home. I'm so glad you're home, B. I'm not sure I would have made it through tomorrow without you. Bet you didn't even get through today! Silky pops up from the background. 
Truer words. It's true. Crying in a bathroom. It's true. How (laughs) fucking dramatic. Nope. Couldn't be more dramatic. Vanessa lets out a bark of laughter and pulls away from Brooke. Way to ruin the moment, Silk. Brooke rolls her eyes and pulls Vanessa closer to her once again, closing the space in between the two with a deep kiss, one that Vanessa sighs into. All right, all right. Get out of my house before y'all start fucking on my good furniture. Silky yells. (laughs) Vanessa pulls away and giggles. It'd be the most action the furniture has ever seen. Silky gasps and and mocks surprise. My furniture and I happen to be good Christians, unlike you nasty ass hoes. (laughs) Vanessa rolls her eyes before turning back to Brooke. Are you ready to go, babe? I can order us an Uber. I'm ready when you are, Angel. Silky and Akira fake gag in the background. Yes. Vanessa flips off her friends with a chuckle. Don't listen to these bitches, baby. Our car is here. Are you ready? Brooke nods and presses a kiss to her cheek. Ready. They leave hand in hand and snuggle up in the backseat of the Uber. Brooke practically falling asleep on Vanessa's shoulder. Fifteen minutes later, they're in front of their apartment, and Vanessa's gently brushing uh, blonde hairs from Brooke's closed eyes. We're here, sweetheart. Vanessa says, opening the car door and climbing out, offering her hand to Brooke, which she takes gratefully as she follows Vanessa out of the car. They're quietly walking towards the back of the complex where their building is when snow begins to fall from the sky. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sticking to Vanessa's dark eyelashes. Brooke had grown up in Toronto and moved to New York when she was barely 18, so snow wasn't something she wasn't used to. But she'd never failed to find it bewitching when tiny sparkling snowflakes fell into Vanessa's hair and landed on her nose and eyelashes leaving her looking every bit like the angel she was. Suddenly, the velvet box in her bag is weighing her down, and she stops, dead (laughs) in her tracks. No, wait, really? Is this a spontaneous proposal? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Jesus. Not an engineer. The velvet box in her bag is weighing her down, and she stops, dead in her tracks. B, are you coming? It's snowing, Brooke declares. (laughs) It is. It's also late, and you're tired. If Brooke's brain was on autopilot, she, or as if Brooke's brain was on autopilot, she lets go of Vanessa's hand in favor of digging through her duffel bag. Autopilot's not, that's not a good instinct. Babe, what are you doing? You can find what you need inside. Just wait a minute, Nessa, she says, heart thumping in her chest as the snow continues to fall gently around them, coating the ground in a blanket of white. Finally, her fingers find what they've been so desperately searching for. She keeps her hand shoved in her bag, gripping the box for dear life with her other as her hand fumbles to find Vanessa's. Brooke's body begins to tremble with a buzzing nervous energy, but the moment she catches Vanessa's amused yet confused gaze, she knows this is what she wants. Vanessa is what she wants. She slowly lowers herself onto one knee, not even caring how the ground was cold and wet and she was still in her tights. Dropping her bag to the ground, she pulls out the hand that grasped the ring. Vanessa gasps, tears immediately blurring her vision, wiping them away. She composes herself. B, what are you doing? You're crazy, she says, shaking her head in disbelief. Nessa, I've known since I met you that you were going to change my life. Maybe at the beginning it was for the worse when we were just neighbors who loved to piss each other off and nothing more. I won't even forget the day you came over to yell at me for something I'm sure when neither I of met us you, remembers. When I met you, I knew you would ruin my life. I didn't know it was going to be this way. The AU of this is really <laughs> weird. Uh, we'll keep going into it. Nah, bitch, it was because you were playing that boring-ass classical music too loud, Vanessa butts in with a smile that conveyed nothing but love for the woman in front of her. Brooke chuckles. Way to ruin my sentimental speech, Ness. I wouldn't say sorry, bitch. Sorry, sorry. Continue, baby. I know, she right? Says what a choice. <laughs> it's like, maybe that's who you are as a person, but like, that's I'm- That's my endearment for you as bitch. And when I'm being proposed to, I'm going to shift into full 2005 Pride and Prejudice and <laughs> say, yes, a thousand times. Yes. yes. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, not the time she gets proposed to in the rain and she's like, what the say, block? Not the time where, they're, where, the, where they are still also contemplating, maybe we should have sex in the rain right, right now, now. In this rain. Should we bone? And she's like, oh, wait, no. Wait a minute. I no, hate you. No, we shouldn't. You're the worst. 
Anyway, the day you came over to yell at me for more than an hour, I might add, then the storm got so bad that in that hour you couldn't even open the door to get out, and we started off the night bickering and ended it with tipsy kisses by the fire. <laughs> so in one day, they... I don't, I want to know what that. I want that story. I that's feel like moon, that must be a fanfic they've written. And that's Moonstruck, to. which you both need to see so I you do. can understand. It's pulled up on my laptop. This is the <laughs> this is the fanfic of Moonstruck you wanted, but with the Dry Queen. Ayo. When the moon hits your eye like a big piece of pie, it's amore. Piece of pie. It's pizza pie. I know it is. <laughs> uh, I won't ever forget that because that's when I realized this was it. You were for me. I knew from that day on I didn't want to have my freedom. My freedom. That used to mean so much to me if that meant I couldn't have you. I love you more than anything. You're kind and sweet and a little crazy, but fuck, I love you so much. Will you marry me, Vanessa? Brooke opens the box to reveal the most beautiful ring Vanessa's ever seen. The sparkling diamond reminding her of the glittering snow that still flurried around them. Brooke, I... I don't know what to say, which is a first for me. I don't know what to say other than, yes, yes, of course I'll marry you. Now stand up before your dumb ass freezes to death and I ain't got no one to marry. <laughs> Vanessa pulls Brooke up by the arm and throws herself into Brooke's arms, sealing their promise with a kiss. A kiss that conveyed everything that a thousand words couldn't. Snowflakes trickling, tickling their cheeks and blushing them pink from the cold. They kiss for what feels like a lifetime. The world around them quieting to a soft hum that they were, like they were in a snow globe of their own. When they finally... Hallmark movie. Snow is falling. They're kissing. Camera pans away. They're in a snow globe sitting on on a desk in a library. When they finally pull apart, Brooke takes Vanessa's hand and gently slips the the ring onto her finger, admiring the way the diamond looks on the golden skin that's been illuminated by the streetlight above them. Let's get inside now, Brooke says with a sultry wink, earning her an elbow in the side. God, we just got engaged and you're already horny. Vanessa cackles, probably way too loud for the middle of the apartment complex at almost 2 a.m. You know you love it. Brooke jabs back with a giggle. That I do, Brookie. That I do. Race ya? Oh, you're on Race short ya. stuff. I'll eat to the bed, obviously. Um, I'll even give you a five-second head start. Without Vanessa five takes head. off running for the, for the front door. <laughs> the very front door that didn't budge over three years ago when she was meant to leave Brooks. The very front door Brooke would likely carry her past after their wedding. As they both tumble through the front door at the same time, pushing and shoving one another like excited little children, Vanessa can't help but think all she could ever want is beyond this front door and within these four walls in the form of one tall blonde ballerina. Cute. Hallmark. Hallmark. Happy Christmas. (laughs) I feel all my feelings now. Happy RuPaul Christmas. Happy Romag Christmas. Happy Hallmark Romance. Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Days. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored. No, very cute. Very, very adorable. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel, um, that's <laughs> not what my proposal was like at all. Uh, same. <laughs> Great. All right. So, uh, happy Christmas Eve slash all the other holidays that are in the, in the realm of today. Uh, Claire, next week is New Year's Eve. And so I would like you to find me, uh, whatever the fuck you can find on the New Year's Eve tag. I'm into that. I don't care what fandom it is. Ooh. <laughs> Though there is a movie about, called New Year's Eve, but I highly doubt that that's going to permeate the... Don't think... What is for... Oh, no. I'm... I have to I have to assume there's going to be, like, a have to find a kiss for New Year's Eve. Yes. Or, like, met at a New Year's Eve party. Friends of friends. Like, they, that, that would be my... Yes. Assumption. Kiss at midnight. Kiss at midnight. I have a request that yes. you uh, dress in sparkly dresses. You dress in your New Year's Eve vest when you uh, recorded this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You'll hear all of the little so, sequins rubbing together as yeah. I reach for I my drink. I have, I'm sure I have one. You have a flabbergaster, don't you? I do, but where is Yes, it? you do. That was a straight up guess. I didn't know if you actually had a flabbergaster. I, I do have a legitimate flap, but I also have a really pretty 20s inspired actual dress that I swear. 
Anyway, you can get in touch with us at myfrankspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you just want to send us any of the things that we have asked for in all the episodes that we've done, uh, including your fanfiction, your first smut, uh, any fanfiction that has changed your life, or uh, any fandom or fanfic that has gotten you a friend over the internet. Yes. And I think that's the list. Oh, no, yes, friendfix. Friendfix. Follow us on Twitter at FindPairingsPod or on Tumblr at FindPairingsPodcast and uh, on Instagram at, and TikTok. And TikTok at FindPairingsPodcast. There we go. Make sure you leave your five star review. And uh, oh, and our Patreon is launched. Yeah. So the final gift yeah. would be the final gift would be to Porn. Uh, <laughs> come over to our Patreon and listen to our smut. Yes, Porn. we have two episodes out now. Yes. Uh, one regular one and one gift just for you, uh, either today or tomorrow, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, uh, just for you, the patrons. Uh, thank you for doing that. Don't be a Grinch. A Don't be a Grinch. Make sure that you subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> we will see you next week for New Year's Eve and. Happy everything. Season's Goodbye. greetings. Season's greetings. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>